shelf life contains adult content and even though it's all about toys, may not be suitable for children. We're talking motherfucking toys with Adam and Blake. You're a plastic toy, isn't it great? Welcome once again to Shelf Life, a collector's podcast. I am your host, Adam, and with me as always is the G.I. Joe Classified Roadblock to my G.I. Joe Classified Cobra Island Roadblock, Blake Walker. Racist, but... Uh... How, wait, wait, how is that racist? <laughs> oh, wait, we're both, we're both Roadblock. I guess yes. it's not then. I'm just, I'm just the, the more liked Roadblock. Okay. Well, first of all, hi. Uh, welcome back, blah, blah, blah. Uh, explain to me the difference between these two roadblocks and explain it to me like I'm a person who doesn't know anything about G.I. Joe's and hasn't paid attention to any of the releases over the last six months. Gotcha. So, uh, G.I. Joe, of course, came out or Hasbro came out with a new six inch G.I. Joe line, uh, called G.I. Joe Classified. I'm going to need you to dumb it down. No, no. Go ahead, go ahead. See, G.I. Joe is a military toy dating back to the <laughs> 1950s. Okay. I'll refer you to the toys that made us for that. Um, ah, we actually did an episode on that, and I completely <laughs> yeah. forgot. So the first series, I think it was the first wave of these uh, G.I. Joe classifieds, uh, had a roadblock, which uh, maybe was well enough liked by the majority of people, but I saw quite a bit of hate for it on... Uh, uh, Twitter. Not a lot of people liked the face sculpt and, and things like that. Uh, so Target came out with kind of a uh, exclusive partial wave uh, of that series um, that had a handful of characters, uh, different characters, uh, but the only one that was a, a variant of one of the existing characters was Roadblock, and I, I think people liked the uh, exclusive Roadblock uh, version more than the, the first Roadblock. Okay, so you're the one that they like more? Right. As as always, okay. that's the joke, is that I yeah, am the yeah, better yeah, yeah. of the two. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Would they, they change the face? I don't... What did they do? Uh, he's got a he's got a beard. Um, he's wearing <laughs> oh. sunglasses, I believe, and, and yeah, completely different, uh, completely different body paint. Let, can I just say that sunglasses are a, a, a great cheat um, to avoid... The difficulty in, in applying uh, eye paint on a mass-produced toy. Yeah. So they are cheating, but I don't blame w- them for it. Whenever we finally launch our action figure line, it's going to be all sunglasses. Oh, yeah. In fact, it's going to be I all... Pitch... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, may, may I pitch uh, the title Sunglass Squad? And we'll just have, uh, you know, kind of this uh, ragtag team of fighters that all have different sunglasses-based powers. <laughs> um, it will be like Care Bears for their face. <laughs> okay, while I do like that, I think you're overthinking it. What okay. we want to do is, to minimize the effort, we take an existing property where everyone wears sunglasses. What property is that? The Matrix. What happened uh, the last time? <laughs> Remember the last time the Matrix had toys? Uh, of course not. No. <laughs> well, let me... 
I want to say it was McFarlane because it was like just like a, a, a like a neo with the only articulation point he had was a swivel in a, in his mid body section somewhere <laughs> right. to dodge those bullets. Yeah, but otherwise he was in like a kung fu pose or whatever. They each had one or two points of articulation. Oh shit! Now I have to look it up. Hang on, I gotta know. You know what? From now on, I'm gonna actually look things up. <laughs> Matrix. I want my guess is McFarlane because it, isn't that always the way? You could get like the the squid robot uh bad guy. I don't know. You know what I had forgot about and we've talked about it on this show before, but I was watching uh Firefly the other day and I was like, you know, I remember there being Firefly figures. I want to look these up and I forgot that it was Funko that made them as part of their uh, that oh legacy, God. remember that like six inch legacy oh, yes. one they made with the Game of I re- Thrones? I recall and- that. Yeah, I remember Firefly, but I don't recall them being such peg warmers as Game of Thrones and the other ones were. Yeah, maybe they were a little, maybe they were less produced or uh, more popular, but yeah, still, well, they I- got this this like fan base that's like um, rabid. Yes, it it was McFarland that did the uh, the Matrix. Matrix statue, statue slash action figures. And this Morpheus is hysterical. He's in a... <laughs> the pose he's in is completely unusable. Oh, no. Well, now I got to look it up. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, my God. These are so... These are ones you would never want to take out of the box because they're just in such... The boxes are big and elaborate, and they're in such insane poses. You wouldn't want to ruin the effect by taking it out. There's a variant of Agent Smith, or one of the agents, whichever one. I think it's a variant that's just all black paint with the green uh, binary readout or whatever printed all over him. Huh. So, like, the Matrix Vision style agent. That's that's pretty cool, McFarlane. That, it must have had a real hot seller with that line. But it reminds me because I I forgot I always forget that they did this line too. But they did the Austin Powers line, which was basically oh, the same yeah. thing. They were just of course single single pose figures. But yeah, because when he does the uh, yeah baby, I don't even know what does he. <laughs> I don't remember what he does. I remember what he says in the movie. I don't remember what he does in the movie if he has any special poses. Uh, a lot of breaking the fourth wall and smiling with really bad teeth. <laughs> Um, so anyway, all right, good introduction. So, uh, what did you do with your summer vacation? By the way, it's good, <laughs> it's good to be back from shelf life's annual, uh, summer sabbatical. We always yeah. take the summer off. How, how I was going to pitch this was, I believe the last episode, uh, we recorded was the everything is canceled episode. Uh, yeah, fitting. So I figure we could just pitch this as a big goof is that we canceled the podcast and we wanted our listeners to think it was really gone forever when yeah. surprise we're back maybe <laughs> it was uh, yeah it was an a- it was in april so it was an april fools joke that we took very very seriously and we committed to the joke for like 4 months 4 or yep. 5 months <laughs> but, but uh surprise now we're back it was just a goof back better than ever but uh, my summer's been wild. I went to lots of um, Lake of the Ozarks uh, lake parties. Mm, uh, yes. Did, did a few Trump rallies. Um, uh, so I uh, I got the t-shirt that said, um, I, I got COVID in Tulsa. And, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I brought so it home. 
I, I called it the summer of social nearing. <laughs> is that is that a good joke? <laughs> well, this is yeah no that is because this is this is what I do to own the libs. Uh, they talk about social distancing. I'm I'm over here social. Well, I, uh, that's just kind of a rehash of the joke you already said. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's all right. <laughs> what is the opposite of social distancing? I don't know. Socializing. Oh yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that'd be a good one. That's something I did not do. Before the times of COVID, so it's really irrelevant. Yeah, you really uh, how took many... that opportunity to go from being a complete uh, shut-in to really just being the life of the party all the time. Oh yeah, my inner extrovert is really coming out. Yep. Um, speaking of um, fun social events over the summer, how many virtual cons did you attend? Uh, whew. let's see. Um, I'll say. As many as I always do, in the sense that I get all the information secondhand from Twitter. So yeah, yeah, and then I get it thirdhand from you getting it secondhand from Twitter. So <laughs> right, I don't really feel like I was there, but you know, I kind of got the gist of what was happening. So can we? How many did we actually miss? <laughs> so there Boy. was fake Comic Con. Yeah, which was there barely was- a thing, right? Like. I, I feel I like know. more happened from the company's individual uh, like public sharing than actually happened from the virtual yeah. con itself. So he, it, it feels like this is what's going to happen. It's like streaming services where every company is getting their own now. Yeah. Um, every company is just going to like Disney has its own con. Everybody's Hasbro con. has their own con, Pulse con or whatever. Yeah. Is it HasCon or Pulse con or I uh, thought it was Pulse the, con, but I could be wrong. Every company is just going to have their own con. Like SDCC will be totally gutted. Toy Fair, like no need anymore. Yep. We didn't miss Toy Fair because that was back in. We did that early this year, right? Yep. That was February. That one we got, and that was a real live, maybe the last ever real live in person (laughs) Toy Fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But but I feel like we missed. We we have so many toy reveals. To catch up on, so there was there was Comic Con, there was um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> I think anything else was smaller regional conventions. Like yeah, there was probably a Power Con that was in there somewhere skipped. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Should we should we talk about things we've have have gotten uh, in hand first, and then t- maybe talk about some fun reveals? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. So I kind of use this as an, an excuse, but it's a complete lie um, to why we haven't done an episode in so long that I haven't really been buying toys. The The first part of the lie is that, yes, I have been buying toys, just not that many. The second half of the lie is that that's not the reason <laughs> I didn't record. <laughs> well, you've been a busy, uh, a busy man. I've been busy. Uh, the real reason I haven't recorded is that I got COVID, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god wait is that true because i've not heard that this is the first time hearing of that no adam okay. come on i would i think you would know i would tell you i would think so uh, but I'm all also, i had I, I had a little scare a little scare where yeah. i couldn't go i couldn't go to work for like a week because i had to wait on the results of a test even though i was 99 percent sure it, it was a short-lived stomach flu i had to have the test results to be allowed back to work yeah but folks it turned out beautifully uh, everything's great. 
I'm in, I'm uh, in tip top shape. So. As as Trump would say, your test came back very positive. The folks, the tests came back beautiful. Believe me. All right, that's <laughs> the best impression I can do. Yeah. No, what were you saying? Uh, I was just going to say that I don't take it for granted that you wouldn't have got it because I've pretty much uh, resigned to the fact that I'm guaranteed to get it at this point. My kids are back in school full time uh, right. in, in no virtual school at all. They Everything is because they live in a rural area. So they are back in with a bunch of disgusting children. Uh, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight hours a day. And so, uh, so yeah, I just assume that I am destined yeah. for this thing at some point. Yeah, and I mean, kind of the way we seem to be going is that everyone will get it, um, since uh, it won't ever go away. <laughs> right. It's just, uh, you know, it's a matter of of when, not if. But uh, how do they? How do you? How do they do at that school with the uh, with the precautions? You think? You think they're they're sloppy out there in the, in the rural areas? <laughs> um, I think they're really trying to take it seriously. But I feel like with anything, as the year goes on, everyone will give less and less of an effort. Um, yes. Yes. Kids People, will be trying. Le- you know, I, I think probably the teachers are staying on the kids a lot right now. Uh, that'll probably lesson at some point and then the kids will not be able to uh police themselves in that regard at all so right they'll be trading masks and uh <laughs> they'll be trading masks li- like they're pokemon cards yep um, doing uh spit shakes in the playground i don't know what kids do but whoa grow what is that a thing no <laughs> i don't know i was i was thinking of what do they call it like uh Oh, the handshake with yeah, the just spit? like spitting in their hands and, and oh, they're gonna hands. be out. They're gonna be out there. Be, they'll have masks on, but they'll become bl- blood brothers. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, like the because people, some people are confused. Like you know, as long as you if you as long as you have the mask, you can do anything you want. <laughs> right, and, including cut yourself open and mix blood with another human being, <laughs> and uh, you're safe. You're safe. Yeah, but also uh, my oldest son is playing football. Um, not oh. my idea. Uh, so mm. you know he's got a whole other aspect yeah. of extracurricular yeah. dangers there. Um, so yeah, wow. I just it's it's going to be a disaster. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just a whole ball of depression that I don't even want to get far into. Yeah. <laughs> I know there was one day last week where, like, they were just right away. Like, it was, like, the first week they were back. And I was like, how was it? And I think my oldest son was like, oh, yeah, one entire class has already been quarantined. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh so, yeah. So it's going great so far. Okay, good. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much par for the course from what I hear and what's in the newspaper every day. <laughs> yep. I, I think colleges are doing way worse than <laughs> than uh, than elementary and high schools. But, uh you know they're they're partying harder. Yep. Um, well, this is definitely the exciting toy topics that people <laughs> tuned yeah. in for, and this not is the same what old, people same wanted. Stuff. Yep. They I'm sure were, they haven't heard anything about this new COVID no. uh, disease well, that's been going around. We've got a lot to to catch up on regarding yeah. COVID. We got we got five months worth of COVID news to get through. So <laughs> so sit back and enjoy because this is COVID life. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I got a whip of a new theme song and everything. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Something slightly less depressing. Uh, in fact, something quite joyful in, in my life was when 
my friend Adam said, the Batman vs. Aliens 2-pack is a-sitting on the shelf at Walmart. And oh, yeah. You knew enough to just go ahead and buy it because you knew I needed that motherfucker and you knew neither of us were probably going to see it ever again. Yep. Right? Only only saw it the one time. Just complete, yeah. pure, pure luck. Yeah. Uh, total accident. I've never seen it at a Walmart. I, I imagine you're there more than me, but I, I look every once in a while at Walmart and Target. Uh, well, I don't get out that much, but you know, I get out. Um, yeah. So, this two-pack um, is, is a great investment for me <laughs> because it's one of, out of the thousands of batmans that i have it's one of the only ones that may be increasing in value ever so slightly rather than decreasing and what can i say this is an ice cold take by now but uh i know not everyone has it that this two pack is is dope would recommend <laughs> the batman half i'm more <laughs> surprise surprise i'm more partial to that <laughs> i didn't get it for the green and white joker alien i got it more for the that classic batman sculpt by NECA that's that's like like nothing else his ears are like 10 feet tall he's po- <laughs> pointy as all hell he's very he's very rugged and yes he has uh, a cloth cape but the material is the material honestly is decent enough to rival some of uh, Mezco's stuff which is strange because Mezco charges so goddamn much you think their capes should be better than they are, but that's a whole different thing. Um, he's just, he's good, man. I don't know what to say that hasn't already been said. I like him. Yeah, I I think his strength really lies in how unique he is compared to other Batmans yes. on the market. Uh, yeah, because I got at, a million. At the end of the day, obviously everyone knows that Batman is the only thing companies will make anymore. <laughs> uh, they don't get yeah. into the multiverse as much. Um but there's also yeah. only so many things you can do with Batman. So uh, NECA being able right. to kind of find a, a unique take on it within that within that field is is pretty uh, pretty special. Yeah, and I don't even I won't pretend to understand the weird ins and outs of um, of of licensing that allow them to do these strange crossover two packs, but not just like a single Batman. Uh, you know, other companies have the license for that. But as far as weird comic crossover, uh, NECA has complete uh, domain over that. So we know the Batman's good. If I could talk about the alien half of this for, for a minute. <laughs> okay. I feel like you and I disagree on, on this this part oh. of the uh, right. two-pack. But... That's interesting be- because, uh, well, you should, you should tell me what you disagree with after, after I say my piece. Okay. Do you, wait, do you own this, by the way? I you did. I, I actually bought... I managed to get the uh, when they had it ex- like a con exclusive through their website. Uh, I managed to to get it um, during a uh, a purge session. I decided to sell it, but um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. so yeah, I don't, understandable. I don't did you ever? Did you take it out of the package? I don't think I did. Okay, well, you really gotta take this alien out in all you know all sixteen inches or whatever. Of, his tail's about three feet long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But if you don't include that, he's he's still a tall MF. The problem is... Well, there are a few problems. First of all, the good part, 
it's I'm sure it's a sculpt that Neck has used a bunch, and their alien sculpt is awesome and super detailed, and the xenomorphs are awesome in general. Yeah, but um, it's got knee joints and uh, ankle joints so loose that he at least maybe this is just a problem with mine. I don't know if somebody should tell me if this is the the same issue on all of them. But the like the knee, he's got like three different hinges at his knee. Uh, he's got that weird backward bent ankle thing and then the foot joint all of this is so loose that he can't stand of his own accord unless you sort of use i i know they intended for people to use the extremely long tail as some sort of counterbalance right but um he pretty much has to lean on the tail as if it were a kickstand or or else these loose leg joints and these really thin legs and ankles are just gonna collapse and he's going to wobble to the ground like a like a newborn colt it's really surprising because so i i have not un i do have a xenomorph from NECA. i have not unboxed it yeah but i thought kind of the general consensus behind NECA was that their joints were always just impossibly tight <laughs> like well could do nothing it's with weird. them tight there are it's weird because some joints on both the batman and the alien were extremely tight, and I, you know, carefully heated them, uh, bathed them as you should, and I, I got them, I got them working, and they're, you know, they're in good shape now. Um, but then a few of the joints are are just way too loose. Um, and then the the neck joint on the uh, the alien is so tight, I still to this day haven't got it to move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I'm afraid if I try any harder that the, the damn thing's just going to snap off. And I've had that happen with like 50 other toys. So I'm, I'm done screwing with it. Yeah. Um, it, it makes me very, very nervous when there's, yeah. there's tight joints like that. Cause I, I feel like even when you feel like you're not even applying that much pressure. Oh yeah. It'll suddenly snap you'll on just you. snap, <laughs> snap something in half. Yeah. But. And you never know what's going to break. And I've had my heart broken. Speaking of broken joints, um, over some, some toys that instantly <laughs> broke on me. What was the most recent one that happened with it? You know, I, ha- I had the Alfred Alfred Pennyworth. Good thing I own two of them. Um, but yeah, his leg broke immediately. Anyway, um, so I- I've had a I've had a few a few xenomorphs too. Uh, I no longer have them. This was maybe six or seven years ago. The last time I had one from NECA, and maybe this is a different sculpt, but it's similar. I don't know how much they've changed sculpts by now. The issue with with painting an entire xenomorph white, for people who work with paint, white is one of, I don't know why, someone will have to explain the science of paint to me, but <laughs> white, white as well as yellow is one of the most difficult pain-in-the-ass colors to work with. So kind of cramming it into every nook and cranny and tube in the xenomorph's body makes for a really strange, uh, almost clumpy, uh, messy effect. At at a distance, he looks great. But if you really get up on that paint job and look with, with like a magnifying glass, it's a bit weird because it's all this weird white paint. Except for the uh, the pointy tail that doused in that red blood. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's a cute, cute detail. Um, yeah. The... <laughs> Gotta love the red, blood red Joker lips, and then the little mouth that comes out of his big mouth is also bloody and red and has its own Joker lips. 
<laughs> um, Cute. It. I think it would be funnier if instead of the xenomorph mouth that came out, it, it was like a little flag that said bang or something. <laughs> Man, that would be good. I'm, right? I'm sure it's not comic accurate, but that would be But funny. it should be. I mean, if I were writing the comic, that's what I'd write in. Well, those comics um, were serious and gritty stuff, man. I'm I've never read it, full disclosure, but I'm sure they was they were gritty as hell. So that's one of my favorite things I've got in the uh, over the summer break. Um whatever that was. Do you have a um a favorite thing you've gotten in recent recent times? Well, um or just pro- anything? Yeah. Yeah, probably the the best things I've got uh, through various sources where um, I've managed to kind of keep up somewhat with uh, the NECA's, tur- NECA's turtle stuff, at least the stuff I was most interested in. Um, oh, yeah. So I did manage to get the Casey Jones and Raphael uh, movie two-pack uh, with Raphael in the trench coat. Um, and then I also got uh, the Casey Jones and damaged foot clan from the Tune two-pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was actually provided uh, to me by our good friend of the podcast, and I always mess up his uh, Twitter handle, and I'm sure he's told me exactly how to pronounce it before. <laughs> um, but uh, Sweevart, S-W-E-A-V-A-R-T, I believe, uh, Funky Dynamite, uh, he, uh, yes. he's, um, yeah, he's a good friend of the podcast. In fact, he's, I think, one of the people that have really kind of pushed us to keep recording, <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's asked a lot for... Uh, more episodes. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he managed to uh, uh, snag an extra one. And out of the goodness of his heart, he actually DM'd me directly. He didn't even put it on oh, uh, the nice. timeline and offer it up. He he DM'd and offered it to me directly. And of course, I uh, accepted and managed to get that Casey Jones, which I uh, was not able to ever find in our store at all. Um, it, these so. are the Target only ones, right? Yeah. And I never even saw like any of those turtles in that wave get shelved at all. Like usually you see some like remnants of it. And I was going, I thought I saw frequently. some, what, what, what else was in the wave? Maybe well, I saw another way. They've actually been releasing them. Uh, they've been doing timed releases. So the entire wave did not get released at once. So oh. they, they did Casey and that two pack first. And then a couple weeks later they did slash and Leatherhead, Uh, and then a couple weeks after that they did April and, um, and another foot, a damaged foot clan. Yeah, I never um, saw those, no. Yeah, I did recently, the other day, I was there on Thursday and saw uh, the re-release of Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't know if you knew this, but they finally got licensing permission to put the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle logo on the box. So they okay. re- re-released Bebop and Rocksteady with that old logo. And of course, collectors, I guess, need both boxes <laughs> with both logos. So I wow. I went there on Thursday and saw four or five of them on the shelf. Did not buy them because I already have Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, but then happened by there again the next day and they were all gone. So Yeah, damn. What was the logo before? It was like their newer one. It's a little bit blockier. It's not kind of that rainbow curve like the old one is. Right. But Yeah, the cheesy yeah, curve. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, because, so. well, he knew that you had to have those turt turts. Uh, <laughs> right. Any, anybody who knows you knows uh, you got to have them. Yep. But I wasn't too interested in the Slash and Leatherhead, but I did manage to go on eBay and find the April O'Neil 2-pack for not much more than what I would have um, paid 
somebody on Twitter to ship it to me. It was pretty much cost plus $20 for shipping. So it was actually a really good deal to, to find it for that. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I will say this uh, to Funky, one more thing to Funky Dynamite's credit yeah. is he managed to get his hands on an extra, um, an extra April O'Neil two pack and offered it to me as well. Uh, and I actually paid him for it and everything. And then he took a good look at it and noticed it had two, uh, two left legs on the April O'Neil. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so he refunded me my money and everything, obviously, but, um, it was really, really nice of him to actually give it that close of a, a look, uh, to notice that. Cause that probably would have been a rougher right. situation had, had I got it in hand and realized it was messed up. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be no good. Uh, well, gotta love that quality control. Yep. Of course, it, it happens with all the companies, so I won't pick on NECA for that. Um, uh, but other than that, yeah, I the turtles are the biggest thing, and then I also found uh, the Walmart exclusive uh, cable from Deadpool 2, which uh, I like way more than... Like, it was one of those impulse buys. Like, I thought I was just going to pass on all the Fox... Uh, yeah, X Men stuff, but I saw that in the store. And Blake, I love that figure. I don't know what it is, but I, partially because I'm a cable fan. But I loved it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, people have really taken to that, and I don't know. I I prefer my 1992 style cable figure. Yeah, uh, I like that one too. If you're a Josh Brolin head, uh, I can understand needing to own that. Put him next to your Thanos. Yep. Um, and then. Put those next to your uh, your No Country for Old Men action figure set, and you got yourself a collection. Uh, yep. Are are any of the other Deadpool movie figures out or not? I haven't seen them. I I think some people have got them, uh, maybe through pre orders or something, mm. uh, but I've not personally seen any on the shelf ever. I always like the the character ne- Negasonic and and her look so. Uh, that that might be worth having, but you know, I, I don't think, know if I'll mess with it. Yeah, they they kind of were smart on that one because they made her a two pack with Deadpool himself. Uh, so it's kind of like, hey, you want Deadpool? You got to buy this yeah, potential shelf I mean, peg warmer. I, she shouldn't be a peg warmer though. I mean, it's it's she's like I don't know. People like her, right? Um, I know you do a lot. I I, do, I can't. I don't pe- know if that's true for pe- everyone. Look, people are saying a lot of people have said to me that she's well liked. Uh, people are just saying it. Yeah, there there have been a number of Marvel Legends waves that have have come and gone, and I ignored most of it. But for some reason, I believe I was at Target. I uh, maybe it was Vintage Talk or something. Ugh, I can't believe I paid their prices. But uh, I didn't get any of that Age of Apocalypse uh, Sugar Man line, except for I picked up a. Uh, Weapon X, interesting choice. Okay, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll, you've I'll, kind of got you you've kind of got the Wolverine. Yeah. set. I'll going. tell you. Oh, yeah. I I kind of do, and I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, uh, I'm you know I'm trying to prune down all the my stupid Marvel Legends, and I'm like, well, I I I can keep like my collection of Deadpool's and Wolverines because I always like those characters. Um, and it's funny that I have you know I can almost fill a shelf with Wolverines now, but. Uh, I still only have like half of the one, half of the amount that they produced yeah. in the last few years because I don't have like all the cowboy hat variants and I don't have like the motorcycle one or the one that came with a Sentinel. 
but I still have a bunch of Wolverines. Um, yeah. But I got to say, this Age of Apocalypse Weapon X is the wackiest of them all. He's he's nuts looking. And the main reason I looked at him and said, I got to have that one is um, childhood nostalgia. Uh, I I can say that I was there in 1995 or whenever it was that they did. <laughs> I, I, I was actually picking up the uh, some of the comic books like Wolverine and Uncanny X-Men and when they did all this wackiness, um, and I remember, I was like, oh my god, Wolverine's, he's missing a hand, man. It's like so, well, let's see, I was 11. <laughs> so I was like, it, that's like so freaking uh, badass. And like, that's that's out there, man. They cut his hand off. So I love that he has the re- <laughs> switchable, uh, switchable hand with uh, just a stump and then the stump with the claws. You know, Wolverine's known for his, his wacky hair. But this is the wackiest I've, yeah. I've ever well, seen. Yeah, well, that's that's right in line with that title. I think that <laughs> Age yeah, of Apocalypse I'm, had all those crazy. Everything was wacky and out there. And what the hell is a sugar man? That that thing is a it's a hideous abomination. And I don't I know it is that. so so crazy. Unfortunately, I don't think that wave has or is doing very well. Uh, it certainly hasn't flown off the shelves. In fact, yeah. I, it, it feels like maybe some places have over ordered on that a yeah. little bit. I still I see it I see it peg warm, and I I, I remember as a kid I I had some of the uh, the the toy biz ones. Um, mm-hmm. I distinctly recall having the uh, the saber tooth that came with the little guy, the <laughs> yeah. little saber tooth, whatever he was. Now these these crooks have gone and made them like two separate two separate figures. You got to buy right. Yeah, I think Didn't so. That? I mean, come on, man. Have them co- have the little guy come with the big guy. But no, yeah. they got to put a big chunk of Sugar Man in there. Um, I got to I got to talk about this Jean Grey. <laughs> okay. Did you buy her too? No, I didn't. Even though she's kind of cool looking, I just want to comment on the audacity of this packaging, where <laughs> the package is mostly a Sugar Man head. Oh right. Yep. I know exactly and what you're talking about. Jean Grey is literally shoved into the far corner of the package <laughs> as it as if she were an afterthought that they didn't have room for in the package. It's like this is this is like the character and the other thing is just like a the bonus, but okay. But when you're going to wow. take on a build a figure like Sugar Man, I mean, what's the alternative, you know? Yeah. I think about this when I think about them eventually needing to tackle um uh, Mojo or even the Blob, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. they're these huge, very awkwardly shaped villains yeah. that are going to be very tough to break up into smaller pieces to to make as a build a figure. Yeah, for like Mojo's midsection, that's the hard part. I don't know. Sell it separately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just buy a, a Mojo I, stomach. Yeah, I figured they might for Mojo. They would have to maybe take the the rides packaging type thing like they did with that professor X, you know, in his oh, yeah. hover chair. You know what you could do? Get a really small character, freaking like I'm not saying rocket raccoon, but like like a rocket raccoon type character. Okay. And put the small character in with the uh the big mojo piece. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm trying to think of what X-Men character would be Mm, don't don't that. do hit we, we don't want him to do hit monkey again that's that's played yeah um, i don't know maybe i just groot's kind of done to death but you know yeah ba- 
baby group. <laughs> I don't know. Jubilee's daughter. <laughs> just an a, infant. The baby. Yeah. Just a non-articulated, swaddled infant. <laughs> um, okay. So what else? What else? That was like liter- literally the only Marvel legend I've gotten in the last six months. And I'll, if we have time, I'll give my thoughts on that whole collection situation later yeah Um, well uh going back briefly to your uh deadpool collection if you're needing to uh fill some space with a pirate deadpool or a uh, blue uniformed deadpool i certainly have those i can give you i uh i bought that that whole uh wave of x-force primarily for the uh, warpath and there were a few x-force characters in there i actually kept but the deadpools needed nothing to do with them so yeah, you know, even even for a guy that has a a shelf with a bunch of Deadpool's, I don't have any particular desire for pirate Deadpool and green Deadpool. I could see the I could see the X-Men variant one being of interest to some people that are like collecting all the Deadpool's yeah. or whatever. But man, the pirate one, I just don't know who that was for. Um, people who like pirates? I don't or, know. Or a decent, I I could see it being really good custom fodder for something, but sure, why not? The best Deadpool variations are the gray X Force and the um, or first appearance Deadpool. Yeah, that's that's the only one I've kept is that first appearance Deadpool. He's so he's I don't know if he's underrated, but people should still be talking about him. He's dope, and <laughs> yeah. Especially after I repainted like the 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 bad uh, gray plastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. He got way better. So I yeah, I got more. Any... Yeah, oh, I can I can I can keep going. Did do you have more stuff? <laughs> uh, I was actually going to say if you want to talk about uh stuff you've got, we can do that. I was going to take a moment to celebrate things that I have not purchased in the uh, no. in the last few months. Go ahead. Tell me what you abstained from. So. I consider these big successes because if this had been a year or two ago, I would have been buying all this stuff and sending myself into deep oh, yeah. credit anxiety for, for uh-huh. spending so much money on them. But uh, HasLab had come out with their uh, $300 oh, 18 plus inch Sentinel uh, yeah. figure. Did you Did you read any about that or look at any of that? I mean, I get their emails and so... Yeah. I know of the general situation. So they had stretch goals where they kept adding things to this figure and it just kept getting more and more enticing. And they like way blew past their goal. I think their original goal was like 6,000 backers and they ended up with like 20 plus thousand backers. I mean, they made a shitload of money on this thing. So this was no cookie monster is what you're saying. No, no, this was no cookie. Don't even get me started on HasLab's cookie monster. (laughs) Uh, The big, the biggest grift of 2019. (laughs) I'm still, sometimes I'll just look at an empty space and on my couch and be like, a cookie monster could be sitting there right now. Could have been us, but HasLab playing. Yep. But, you know, obviously X-Men is kind of my, it's the only Marvel Legends I collect anymore. Uh, You know, I'm a big fan, but I've got the Amazon exclusive Sentinel and I don't know. I just was like, well, I think I can safely not spend $300 (laughs) on this and and be okay. Because mostly it's 
also it comes down to with a lot of the HasLab stuff is where am I going to put all this junk? It's so big. Yeah. You know, I'll never be able to display this unless I use one whole day off to do it. Oh, yeah. So, so it, it's $300. Is that the, the yeah, final price? It was, it was $300. Uh, when when are they supposed to fu- fulfill on this ridiculous promise? You like know, I, do, I don't know that the actual uh, Kickstarter crowdfunding is, has uh, ended, but I don't know when the actual uh, fulfillment is. I'm sure somebody can hit us up on Twitter about that. So w- but. What uh, bonus features did they unlock? It was they have like lights and sounds and shit. Yeah, there was a uh, a bendable like uh, tentacle uh, ah. accessory <laughs> that you could get. Um, there was also yeah. a alter- there were two alternate heads. Um, one oh, was like a right. battle damage, uh, and yeah. one was a master mold head. So you could turn it into a master mold. Um, yeah, that's a stretch. Just because you change the head doesn't mean he's now master mold. <laughs> right, right. Where, where uh, where's his chair? <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess you could buy a uh, child's potty training toilet or something <laughs> and customize that into a master yeah, mold yeah. chair. But yeah. um, Anyway, and then they there were also two normal size figures. Um, one of them was like a Sentinel Prime, and then one of them was like oh yeah Sentinel Prime female edition. I can't, or, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember exactly, but because uh, I'm obviously I'm a big fan of the general aesthetic and purpose of X Men, but I'm not the most right. re- well read when it comes to comics. So I I read X Men comics and all that shit in the nineties when I was a kid, I have no fucking clue what a Sentinel prime is much less a Sentinel prime female. Well, apparently it's just a normal human size. Uh, yeah. Sentinel, <laughs> it's like Sentinel, but regular size. Like what's the appeal? <laughs> uh, so yeah, they ended up, so it ended up being, you know, one massive figure with multiple accessories and then two additional figures on top of it too. Yeah. So. Well, for $300, you, you damn well better get all that shit. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised you you t- held back from that, honestly. It, it was a tough pass, but I've also uh, passed on a lot of um, the uh, the NECA Turtle stuff, which is I think shows a lot of personal growth <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, I basically decided I wasn't going to get into any of the Secret of the Ooze stuff, so I didn't pre-order uh, Toka and Re- Rezar. Oh, I didn't, man. I didn't buy the Super Shredder. Um and then they just recently, this past week, had a pre-order for, I think I might have showed it to you, the uh, movie accessory set, which came with a bunch of alternate heads and various different oh. accessories from the movie, uh, mm-hmm. bags of pork rinds. and <laughs> all, uh, There was a really cool TV with April O'Neil on it. That was about the most appealing thing to me on there, but I passed on that. There was a big tune diorama uh, for the tune set, which was really tough because I have the movie diorama, and my broken brain <laughs> says I either have yeah. to have both dioramas or no dioramas. So, uh, and you chose no dioramas. I did. I my uh, my movie diorama is on eBay as we speak. So. Oh man! At least but it, that's, that's also consistency. Because, yeah, the diorama for some reason is going for a lot of money right now. So I was like, well, oh well, you know. Get yeah. uh, you might you might as well get your yours. Speaking of going for a lot of money, um, I've been selling off Marvel Legends and things that have just been sitting in drawers. So, uh, I I need money. Why on earth would I keep this stuff? And turns out people are willing to pay seventy five dollars for a Miles Morales Spider Man. Man, <laughs> which yeah, that's good. Blew, blew me the fuck away. I I don't know. I guess they haven't 
I don't know what if it was shorted or what the deal. I know he's a, he's a super popular character. It's a great figure. It was a little sad to part with him, but it, it was made much easier by the uh, the price I got for him. Yeah, Scarlet Witch from the uh, the Civil War movie. Uh, now these were I sold these loose, no package or anything. Um, I got like forty dollars for her at least. Dang, uh, that's it's, good. It's weird to go back and look at all the the random crap that I own that appreciated in value for reasons unknown to me. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of time. I mean, sometimes I'm like looking through stuff to try and find valuable stuff to sell. Uh, but then a lot of times mm-hmm. somebody will just mention it on Twitter. Like, holy shit, this is going for a lot of money. And I'm like, oh, damn, I own oh, that. Yeah. I, better, I better get rid of it. Yeah. That's happened so that, a couple times recently. That freaking X-Men, that rogue Marvel Legends. Yeah. I find out it's worth, uh, you know, like $8,000 or whatever. And I, that's the figure that I, I was like, oh, I'll take her jacket off and use it for a custom I'll never make. And uh, let's see, her gloves would be good for this other custom. I'll just kind of tear her apart and sell the pieces I don't use on eBay for <laughs> yeah. bottom dollar. And now I have no valuable rogue and a bunch of customs I'll never complete. <laughs> so that's well, one of my heartbreaks. Maybe that should just be motivation to complete those customs, make something you know, good out of it. Yeah, I, I was gonna talk about that because I my my mind always wanders and my my hobbies and and interests shift wildly no matter how old I get. Uh, I I keep changing my mind about things, and so I've held off on custom toys for a, a long time, and now I'm a lot more interested in uh making a guitar. Yep. <laughs> um. So. I've been spending a lot of time on that. Oh, by the way, I uh, I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> Do you not? I just assumed, I saw all those pictures of you, uh, your Adam. step-by-step customizing this guitar, and I'm like, oh, I thought he played uh, drums, but I guess he knows guitar too. Uh, well, that's what I want people to think. I want people to think that I'm I'm that kind of guy, multi-instrumentalist, but no. I'm my, Here's my insane thought process. Uh, it's kind of like an, if you build it, they will come type of thing. If I'll make myself this, this custom guitar basically from scratch, and then I'll teach myself to play it. That's how it goes in my mind. Um, it started as (laughs) I had this shitty beat up, um, Squire Stratocaster, uh, just like in storage. And for years I was like, uh, you know, one day I'll fix that up. Uh, eventually, I guess it was during, um, during lockdown times or, or toward the end of the lockdown out of, out of boredom, I started messing with it and was just like, you know, this, this, uh, this body is, is beat up and the, the paint sucks and I want different paint and just ended up throwing that out and, uh, ordering a new guitar body from China. Uh, <laughs> so it really, it, uh, it went from a sprucing up and fixing up an old Squire to, making an entirely new electric guitar from the ground up with a few squire parts. <laughs> That's what the project has turned a multi-month project has turned into. I'm, I'm painting it and everything. It's painstaking, but it's uh, it's something to do, you know. But you know, I think that is just the absolute purest quarantine project a person can take yeah. on, not specifically a guitar, but like Doing something like that with your hands. Like, if yeah, you ask me man, yeah. what 
my hobby has been during the quarantine, it has been watching a shitload of Tales from the Crypt. So I feel like right. one of us has been probably more creative and more true to their uh, creative productivity than the other. Sure. That that seems like the kind of show you could do a hand craft while watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, well, I should... I should have started this like day one of of being uh, 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 sent home from work uh, when when they closed for two months. That's when I should have started this project. Instead, I started it way after that when I barely have any time for anything. So I just kind of work on it here and there. Um, anyway, that has nothing to do with shelf life concerns and toys but that's that's my 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 little toy i'm working on that's my custom job right now well good for you well thank you applaud your efforts and i i can't wait to to poorly pretend to play it one day is there anything else you've heard of that has recently come out or is coming out that has uh piqued your interest at least in a way that makes it worthwhile to talk about um so many things have have been shown, and I've I a lot of it's kind of like in in one ear out the other. But I know there are some upcoming McFarland DC, uh, the McFarland DC Batman line. There are some a few there that I I want. Um, pretty cool looking. Like they've done all these ones based on the uh, metal. What the hell's it? Sean. Yeah. Well, that okay. The I want some of the metal ones. The the Sean Murphy art ones like the White Knight. Oh um, yeah, I got I got the White Knight. He's really cool. I I want the Azrael. I haven't seen him in a store or anything. I might just order him. Uh, then the uh, Azrael as Batman looks even cooler. Like they 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 showed pictures of that. I don't believe that's out yet, but man, that looked pretty dope. I I totally buy that one. Yeah, um, I uh, I have a a lot of trouble trying to decide about the uh the dark knights because i i did read metal and i liked it a lot and i think those figures look really really good and they would look good all together in a display but i don't know if i would consider myself a big enough fan that i think it really speaks to yeah me directly so it's it would be one of those things i would probably end up buying and being really excited about those purchases and then in a year or two be like i don't need these (laughs) anymore you know and that's what I'm trying that. to get away from is collecting things that I know I'll eventually be like I don't need this anymore. Yeah, I don't ha- I don't have the ability to see in the future what I'm not going to care about anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh I wish I had that inner voice when I was buying Ghostbusters 2016 action figures, you know. <laughs> when I we really really thought the uh I guess that one is still worth the Kate McKinnon one is still worth oh. a little bit, right? Eh, maybe a few dollars more than the others, but I really, I don't, I think that's a clearanced out line. Yeah, for and sure. For some reason, she was short packed, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I'm gonna want all the the Dark Knights of Metal or whatever they are, but uh, they would look good on your shelf with your Batman who laughs. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I kind of want that. Uh, punisher looking batman with all the guns (laughs) i was gonna say probably the one that if i was gonna buy just one of them it would definitely be the grim knight that has a wing of guns or wings of guns behind him yeah i i'd get him to go with my my batman who laughs um i did 
I did get the uh, the three figures that make the uh, build a Batmobile. Uh, some as some have called it the Baff Mobile. Um, <laughs> Clever, though some. It, yeah. So Batman who laughs, Batgirl, and Nightwing. Um, they're all good. <laughs> I think Nightwing might be my favorite out of those three. I, I mean, I own several Nightwings, but uh, this is like one of the best sculpts on Nightwing I've ever seen. It's got the cool things on his back that hold the Escrima sticks, which is lacking in a lot of Nightwing figures. As far as the this Batmobile, uh, of course, I made the the funny video where I had a six-inch Batman riding on top of the Batmobile, but it's a it's a nice-looking little model. I just I don't really know what to do with it. It is a really <laughs> nice design. I I just kind of have it sit on on my desk as like a little desk model car <laughs> yeah because it's, it's, it's cool looking it's kind of the same thing with like NECA's back to the future line so they're coming out with these really great looking uh you know seven inch back to the future figures and then they've also come out with a delorean that is like scaled way down oh no and it's like would that look i mean the delorean looks great but it's like if i'm displaying those does it look good in a display to have a smaller DeLorean than the figures? It's it, if if you do a sci-fi crossover, Back to the Future and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> right? And yeah. Rick R- Rick Moranis accidentally pointed a shrink ray at at the time machine, um, and it got a little bit smaller. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just very tough though because the DeLorean is like a top build character in that movie you know what i mean it's it's oh, absolutely yeah well it's, it's like a you know iconic right it's it's so iconic that it's like how could you have a display of that film without including a delorean so yeah, then you're exactly. getting into some abstract ideas with the uh with the size and everything but i don't know i mean it, it's it's gotta in my mind it's gotta scale correctly but then that's it's also cost prohibitive and then you got this giant thing you gotta sell for for the big bucks. Um, yeah. I think fans would buy it, though. Some some would. One time I uh, saw, because, you know, Hot Toys, who does, like, the one, uh, I guess it's one six scale. They're, like, the 12-inch figures or whatever, like, high-end mm-hmm. imports. Yes. Uh, I saw one of theirs of Back to the Future, and then somebody had bought uh, a DeLorean replica that was at that same scale and they had set wow. it up in this lit in their living room in this big glass case. And it looked awesome, but it took up like a fourth of their oh, living yeah. room because they had this giant ass car in a big case. But yeah, that's, that's I, crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure that whole display cost them $2,000 or something between all the figures and car. Yeah. And- I, I, f- I feel like the case would be more expensive than the, uh, than the figures at that point. Yeah. Uh, glass display cases aren't cheap. No, no. Unless we're talking Daytoffs. Um, but those aren't going to hold your uh, your quarter-scale DeLoreans. <laughs> um, I got that McFarlane for some... Okay, so there's this movie. It's called Wonder Woman 1984, and it's definitely coming out. And Yeah, eventually. I don't know when, but I got this figure from it where Wonder Woman is wearing golden armor with wings. It's... It's a pretty good figure. It's really well made, well articulated. The wings are enormous, uh, too enormous to <laughs> display her almost. The head is a little weird. 
I wish there were like an un unhelmeted Wonder Woman head. But then uh the the uh the the McFarlane Wonder Woman that's supposed to bear a likeness to uh the actress from the movie, uh I don't think is so great. Like all their sculpts have been great for the comic book based stuff, but I I'm not sure I trust them to do realistic movie accurate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that weren't there were McFar McFarlane did Stranger Things recently, didn't they? Uh no, that was did they do Stranger Things? I pretty they, sure they did. Uh, they just did. I don't know who else yeah. would have who else would have done it. More more than more than one company has done them recently, but I McFarlane did uh like a six or seven inch Stranger Things scale. Yeah. And the likenesses were not you know, not so great. And it's I think it's the same story on the, the Wonder Woman stuff we've seen. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with other DC movie properties. Well, and I feel like Hasbro has only just recently started kind of, I don't know if perfecting it's the right word, but has really get, made theirs a better. lot stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that cable. I recently found the uh, Eric Killmonger figure for fairly cheap. And oh, bought nice. it because when I got my gorgeous new cable figure, I decided I was going to do like a, a military style team. Speaking of things I won't care about in two years. <laughs> oh my uh, God. I was going to do a military style team uh, and I've already got several figures in mind. I want to add to this as long as I can find them for fairly cheap. But uh, so I bought that Eric Killmonger and I was looking at the face sculpt on him and it's great. It's really, really good yes. figure. I'm looking at him. Well, I'm looking at my multiple versions of him now in my case, and yes, it's great. Um, as are as are the entire Black Panther cast. Uh, yeah. Even even Andy Serkis. Yeah. Um, they're all all good. It it is a bit sad to look at the Chadwick. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm going to leave my enormous Black Panther display up in, in memoriam. Um and never take it down. I, I guess yeah. I can never get rid of them now because it would be disrespectful. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Speaking again of uh, our friend uh, Funky Dynamite, I just call him that because it's easier than whatever sure. his actual Twitter handle is. Um, he recently posted that he had uh, taken down his uh, Last Jedi shelf and replaced it with a Black Panther shelf, and it was looking very oh, good. Nice. Um, I would like to see that. But he also made the point in an earlier thing. He was looking at the Black Panther figures, and he got the uh, Mezco one and was comparing it to the, the Marvel Legends one. And he made the point that the Hasbro face sculpt might actually be better than the than the uh, 112 Collective uh, space, I, or face yeah, sculpt. I, I don't disagree, and it's insane because you paid five times more for the Mezco. <laughs> right. But, like, they they have literally got it down to his science now after, like— five different failed methods of yeah. doing likenesses they've it's like they've uh they've figured it out they've split the atom on this yep speaking of mezco can i talk about my mezco heartbreak or uh oh yeah please, please do i think everyone needs to share your your pain on that well long ago i put myself on a mezco waiting list for like jim gordon which i'm sure he'll never come um the Batman Supreme Knight, uh, that's the one based on the, the Frank Miller, you know, Old Man Bruce and stuff. And then their Harley Quinn, which I was certain that I was never going to get the Harley Quinn. Um, but uh, out of the blue, Mezco's like, oh, you're getting uh, you're getting Supreme Knight. We're shipping it now, in fact. Oh, in fact, we've already shipped it. Uh, 
And also, by the way, you're getting Harley Quinn. And I was like, I kind of have lost interest in Supreme Knight, but fuck yeah, Harley Quinn. Supreme Knight went through, and because of, let's just call it credit card complications, um, <laughs> Harley <laughs> Quinn did not go through, and I was not able to get it fixed in time before they dropped my ass, and <sighs> now I, ha- I have no Harley Quinn. I'm back on the way... <laughs> On an endless Harley Quinn waiting list that I, I just assumed that was my only chance at one, and I and I royally fucked it. Um, so yeah. I have the Supreme Knight. I'm gonna grab it. You're gonna hear the sounds of it's still in the, in the box in the plastic, and I which means I, you've got to go through about eight layers before you yeah, get to the figure. You really do. And I've I've opened the box to look at it, but I I've had this for more than a month now, and I still haven't taken it out. Because I might, I think I do just want to resell it. I have like no shelf space left. And on the shelf, especially on the shelf where I have um, my Mezco 112 Batman stuff. And he's so similar to the Sovereign Knight that I already have. Yeah. That it, I almost don't want to like make the space for him just to have this slightly different Batman. I mean, he's, you know, I guess he's bulkier. There are a few details that are different. The unmasked head is basically the same head, but they painted the hair gray. I mean, don't get me wrong; it is it is nice, like like most one twelves are, and there's so many nice looking accessories and shit. But yeah, I don't I don't know what to do. I haven't I haven't looked at his value yet because I'm too afraid that it's just like worthless now, <laughs> and everyone's just like, we all have it now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough thing with Mezco occasionally they will make something that I think they think is going to be a huge hit and it's not. And then other times they'll make something and it'll just absolutely blow up and no one will ever see it again. Yeah. But hang on. I'm looking at, I think a, a good example of when they maybe miscalculated was that dark side. I don't think very many people bought that and the value actually decreased quite a bit. I think you can get it oh, wow. for, for cheaper than retail right now or at least you could at one point that's crazy because wasn't that like the 200 dollar one <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that that is a bummer i i don't think supreme supreme night is well on ebay is selling for about the same as as it was just from uh mesco's website what i really wish i could have done was get the blue and gray variant of supreme night that's a previews exclusive. Of, of course, that one's $160 if you want that. And sure. I'm not going to do that. But at least he would be like differentiated and, and he has a unique look to him. Whereas right. this one is, you know, just like a fatter version of the one I already have <laughs> with gray hair. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of losing my uh, my love for Mezco just a little bit. Not that they've done anything wrong. It's just that <laughs> they have not made anything that I am interested in it. I realize this is a very personal problem, so I'm not speaking for anyone but myself, but yeah. like they're, they're focusing a lot more on original uh, properties right now. And it seems like they're not doing as much uh, other stuff. And, you know, even DC or Marvel, it seems like the stuff that they've announced has either been delayed a ton uh, yeah. or just has kind of quietly gone away. And I don't know. I just, there has, as much as I love that line, they've not made anything I've been even remotely interested in, in pre-ordering or buying recently. Yeah. It's like, come on. We have, we have enough Gomez's now. Um, do, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, fill out fill out the uh, the DC universe a little bit more. If yeah. if they if they continue to make some Batman and DC related things that that I'm interested in, I'll I'll continue to buy them. You know, yeah, the quality and the character choice is still good. I would like to keep up with it because it's nice, high quality. I feel like I should <laughs> I should collect at least one high quality line to <laughs> yeah. feel better feel better about my own tastes. Yeah, and I mean you're really only buying one figure a year at that point, you know, so it's not Yeah. Yeah, it's not one, like it's one or a huge one or two. Burden, exactly. As opposed to like NECA who has decided to release every oh, God, possible yeah. thing they could within a 3-month period and just absolutely yeah. draining people. Yeah, and you're you're never going to pay less than $50 for an item because it's always going to be a two pack. <laughs> yeah. My, of course, my theory still stands with NECA is that they finally, after all these struggles with, uh, I can't remember who owns Turtles Playmates. Is that who owns the yeah. Turtles? So yeah. after all these yeah. licensing problems with finally getting the approval to make Turtles figures, I feel like now they're just like, we got to hit this as fast and as heavy as we can to get <laughs> as much made as we want before, yeah. you know, this these permissions go away but oh yeah i i'm sure they're they're operating as if that uh deal could fall apart at any second because yeah. it very well might yeah i can i can see that happening um maybe they're it's kind of like a uh burn me once type scenario because didn't they just have a bunch of uh like horror property problems where they lost all their licenses well they lost freddie and jason uh Damn. Although they, they recently announced a, a Jason that I think everyone was kind of confused about how they were able to do that. I, I don't remember what the response was on that, but... Uh, That's weird. Yeah, they lost they lost Freddy and Jason, and then like they had a bunch of, of stuff planned for Jaws uh, that they had even announced and put out pictures of and everything, and some random licensing stuff came up where those had to... Like, one or two of them had to be canceled, so... Fucking Spielberg... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what version of Jason did they announce? Um, God, I cannot remember. It's probably like another video game one where somehow there's a loophole. Yeah, I can't remember what the situation was with, with that. I'll have to look it up, but I feel like it wasn't one of... It was something a little bit different. It wasn't like a standard ultimate figure like they had been making, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um. I, I thought I'd mention this because it is a, a toy that my household obtained since the last time we spoke okay um my wife did order a star wars black series baby yoda and uh i know he's called something else but um i'm not going to say that i'm going to call it baby yoda (laughs) yeah and there's nothing really to say about that that hasn't been been said uh but i do want to point out that he is about the size of a dime we were like i i thought it was going to come in (laughs) like a regular uh black series size package with yep. just a little a little baby yoda in there but no the package itself is about three inches tall if that yeah i uh i'm glad you brought that up i was actually meaning to mention that too because i was at walmart earlier uh walking down the aisle and um i just happened to see a little box that was full of those and <laughs> i had seen you know people have had this for a while now it, it came out yeah. quite a bit ago and so yeah. people have had their hands on it for a minute and I would see all these pictures, and people would always say, "You do not understand how small this is until oh, you yeah. see it." But, and I was exactly in that boat. I, I kept seeing pictures, and I was like, "I'm sure they're right. 
but it doesn't look that small to me. No, the picture the picture doesn't do it justice. Yeah, and you have to... and then yeah, I saw them just this morning. I saw them in the store and picked one up and was just like, holy shit, this thing is yeah. tiny. It is nothing. It's I don't know if it's worse. I don't know if it's even worth ten dollars. But yeah, I mean, I guess um, if you were collecting Mandalorian stuff, it uh, it would be, but yeah, it's very very small. So the the character itself is about the size of a dime, to put it in perspective. Yeah. And uh, he comes with a little frog accessory, which is about the size of a grain of rice. So my uh, advice is never open it. (laughs) And we we did not. We did not open it. I feel like in most cases, you have the action figure and then the accessories are choking hazards. But in this case, <laughs> yeah. the figure is the choking hazard, and the accessories would go down no problem oh, yeah. at all. The, access- the accessories would go down real smooth. Like yeah, you just could hand those right off to it. your infant child. Right. It's just like it's like eating nothing. The only other thing... Oh, I am proud to announce I paid off in full on the payment plan my uh, Mondo Iron Giant. Uh, nice. The, the, Can we... The twelve insert inch. insert some canned uh, applause here for yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna do a fanfare. Um, <laughs> the bad part is, well, I believe they said we'd get it fourth quarter 2020, but they're <laughs> they made sure to say like no guarantees. So really, I have, and of course, 2020 being the hellscape that it is, I have no fucking clue when I'll ever get this thing. Yeah. Um, Late 2021, maybe if if I'm lucky. All I know is I've 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 that's you know two hundred dollars I'll never see again. But hopefully I'll get my robot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got stuff on my uh, big bad toy store uh, pre-order list right now that has been that originally showed available back in like uh, May or June, and they just keep changing that month every time a new month rolls around. It it suddenly yeah. changes to to that month, but. I, I think everything is just completely unknowable at this point when some of this stuff oh, yeah. is coming out. For sure. And like and even our concept of shipping has changed changed. Like uh you know, prime shipping doesn't mean what it once was. Uh the the, the US Postal Service forget about it. Uh you know, it it get it'll get there when it when it gets there. Yeah. Uh, an example of that I just realized going back to, to Mezco is I pre ordered that Popeye Bluto two pack that's like $165 (laughs) or whatever. And yeah, they require it, um, a non-refundable down payment for it, but I haven't actually paid for the, the two pack, but, uh, it's been, that's supposed, that was supposed to come out back in May or June or something like that. And at one point I was like, you know what, this is so much money anyway. I, I've got a, just the standalone Popeye I can do without this two pack. And I tried Mm -hmm. to cancel it and, uh, BBTS won't let you cancel a $165 oh. pre-order apparently. So that's such bullshit. That's like the uh the four or five hundred dollars worth of uh ticket money that, that Ticketmaster has of mine that uh I can't ever get back yeah. for for shows that will never happen. But that's a whole nother story. Yep. But I've had to cancel lots of pre-orders through Big Bad Toy Store and it's usually never a problem. But for some reason that one they're like, oh no you're you're committed now buddy <laughs> you're in for a penny and for a pound yep um yeah well shit i feel like there is we just had 
we just had to break the seal on all all this shit we haven't caught up on. Yeah. Since since the days of yore when we last podcasted three years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm sure people understand it's uh it's kind of an odd time for Yeah. You know what? Doing things. I was on I was on vacation for five months, so sue me. Yep. We oh, we yeah. all have to t- all all podcasters take like a six month sabbatical through the year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they, just they just most it. record all their stuff ahead of time. If we were this American life, we could just do reruns. What if we did? <laughs> right. That'd be funny. We played old shelf lives. Yeah. Um, we should we should do that old gimmick where we uh, have a uh, overarching narrative, but we just like <laughs> flashback to uh, certain parts of other episodes. Like we do a clip show. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be great. Do we have any thoughts on? Uh, here's a sort of big thing that happened in the toy world. There's no more DC Direct. So they, oh yeah, they were DC collectibles, and then they became DC Direct again, and then all of a sudden they were gone. Uh, and as Warner Brothers did a sort of scorched earth approach to downsizing, I guess. Yeah, boy, but, they uh, have they've been handling their business very uh, oddly <laughs> lately. But, yeah, and I know every everyone is to some extent. And entertainment <laughs> companies are having uh, a weird time right now. Yeah, and uh, I, in all honesty, I don't feel that sorry for them. Um, <laughs> no, but, and, uh, you know, I always kind of wondered, like, they had a weird role in the general collector's market because it was kind of always like, where does DC Direct fit in? Yeah, when a lot of these properties are already covered by multiple other toy yeah. companies and. I, I feel like there was a brief time where they did really f- fill a gap there by hitting more of the general universe stuff than other things were hitting, but then they kind of turned into the same thing everyone yeah. else did, where they're just making nothing but Batman toys. Yeah, so. well, they kept they kept starting lines and then ending lines prematurely, and they would always start with Batman characters, and yeah. then they'd be like, oh, wait, no, we got to restart with Batman in a different scale. But uh, they they had a about a twenty year run of it, and I feel like at the beginning, of course, they were something uh, novel and um, different, and of course, the market was m- more wide open for um, toys that came directly from the the comic book company, you know, uh, and not not every company w- was making DC characters like they are now. Yep, and I uh, I remember, I mean, I saw a guy on on Twitter that had really uh, kind of done a kind of a big sentimental post about uh his about his fondness for DC Direct and while I don't share that sentiment exactly one thing yeah. that he had mentioned um that I do agree with is back you know in the early 2000s uh is like they were kind of a, a big resource for getting heart you know less covered characters you know and yeah. and bringing them out in more of a collect adult collector uh type format as opposed to just a you know, just a you yeah. know, child's mar- a child market action figure, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I do think that they were a big forerunner in, in that regard, but I just don't know that they were able to sustain that position. Yeah. Like in, in those days, if you wanted dead man or the question, DC direct was the only company that was going to get that to you. Yeah. Uh, and that or, was, you know, I, the new gods. 
Yeah, and that was around the time I started collecting figures, and some of the earliest stuff I had oh, yeah. was was DC Direct. So it, you know, I, they were they were pretty rough in those days, to be honest. You know, limit <laughs> everything was limited articulation. Oh yeah, days. it was like five five point stuff. Yeah, they're five not, pointers. Yeah, I feel like the the saddest part to me is I feel like they were just kind of hitting a groove where they were uh, giving in to better forms of articulation, and I was like, I'm gonna. I'm going to collect this DC Essentials line. It, it's pretty cool. And I was actually buying them. And then, uh, you know, it's 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 kaput after I have about like five five good characters in the Batman family. Yeah. Honestly, I said nothing. I feel like the last great thing they did, and of course I'm biased because I own most of it, but was that Batman animated series stuff. And that was mostly because they actually stuck with it for a long time and made a really, really yeah. big line out of it. But. Yeah, so they made so many of those that they mo- they were going to move on to the speculative new creations in that style, right? But they they didn't even get a chance to put out any of those, or did no, they? No, I don't. I th- I think actually they got the Red Hood out. Ah, oh, um, that'd be a cool one to have. There might have been just a couple. I know that was one of them, but yeah, they they didn't get very far with it. I'll I'll have to check on. Uh, I'll have to keep checking on values of. Uh, <laughs> My DC direct and collectibles yeah. figures. Uh, see it. See if it changes because most of them tend to be kind of unchangingly low value. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, occasionally, if I see one for a decent price, I'll still pick up the New Gods series that they did because that was just like yeah two waves. I think it, the total line is like eight characters or something like that. And yeah, that's uh, a I'm great glad- series to to have and like keep on card. Yeah, and you also don't. I mean, other than Dark Side and maybe a couple instances of Big Barda and uh, uh, Mister Miracle, they're not really characters that have been right. You know, really <laughs> done very much in well, action no figure one, form. So, <laughs> no one ever asked for a Light Ray figure ever. <laughs> right? Yeah, but still they, they don't. That that I think I bought that figure for like seven dollars. So. Oh yeah, I remember seeing him clearanced out. <laughs> yeah, at, like Vent. Vintage stock, I'm sure it was, and just sitting there for for literally years. But yes, rest in peace. Pour one out. DC Direct. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, did we say R.I.P. to to anyone else? No, I'm not talking about real people. Uh, because that's sad. Um, <laughs> did any other companies go go kaput? I cannot think yeah. of any off the top of my head, but that it certainly doesn't mean they didn't. It's it's crazy. If not, it's it's like some sort of miracle that like uh jazzwares and shit is still going strong. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of them are probably saved by low production costs. I'm sure probably yeah. more at risk are, are the uh higher end companies that Oh yeah. Ooh, like, which man, may I'm explain not... why Mezco has slowed way down on a lot of their stuff and mostly oh, done sure. original properties is because it's probably so much cheaper to do that than license all they, this yeah. other stuff. They probably, I'm sure Mezco like stopped production altogether on on new tooling and stuff. Uh, yeah. In in recent months, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, but man, but Neck has been going hot and heavy. But yeah, like like they're putting out too much too fast. It's impossible yeah. to keep up with them. Yeah. It, when one uh, one falls, uh, another will will step up step up to the plate. Yep. And f- fill that void in our hearts. And hopefully uh, uh, McFarlane will work out with this plan of releasing a wave of all Batman figures plus one 
DC Universe figure, you know. <laughs> Who will it be next time? Yeah. Uh, I I hope it's uh, Blue Beetle or maybe even Firestorm the Nuclear Man. <laughs> but I'm not holding my breath on that. Yeah. So. Can you the the shit Mattel used to put out? I know. You think about it now, like going back to the the Mattel DC, or I mean, even before multiverse. Um, it, DC Universe Classics. Yeah, DC Universe Classics was such a great line, and how yeah, they got away with hundreds, that for so long is crazy. So many new gods and stupid super friends and insane shit no one would ever want, like Toy Man. Yeah, I mean, it really was a a lot like what. Um, marvel legends is now it's just uh yeah yeah somehow somehow the bottom dropped out on dc fans wanting action figures of anything other than batman i don't know yeah most of it was most of the reason they were able to do what they did with that line is that it was like 90 percent reused parts yeah i mean that's all marvel legends is most of the time too but yeah but compare modern marvel legends to um DC Universe Classics in the mid-aughts. Yeah. Or the late-aughts. And it's like every single figure was on the same body. Just yeah. painted a different color. That's a good point. Now now they make, you know, variations and new new bodies on Marvel Legends and stuff. Yeah. It's mostly accessories now at this point that get reused a lot with Legends. True. I do think they I do think they make more yeah. uh, Weird. unique bodies and yeah. appendages. But if we're talking about weird sci-fi guns that don't look like anything in real life, uh, you, that that thing is going to come with like every character. <laughs> yeah. Whether they need it or not, they're going to pack it in. So, huh, is there anything else? No. Uh, I do need to give a shout out to another uh, Twitter fan. Uh, yes. Her name is, I assume you pronounce it... <laughs> I don't know. Ah. It's all bees. Her name is all bees. Oh, is it Bri- Brianna? Yeah, Brianna. I, I just make jokes about the Twitter names, but... I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're supposed to shout out to her. I promised I would. I don't know if she sent you this, but uh, she was on a dating app, and in her DMs, <laughs> someone asked her uh, what her... Some podcast she listens to, and she told them Shelf Life. So... <laughs> She's oh uh, she's another one of those uh, big fans of ours who have um, been uh, loving enough to to kind of keep uh, encouraging us to record uh, her along with Funky Dynamite yeah. and uh, and yeah. I, I would I would also put uh, uh, Tom in that category as well. Tom's oh, always been a, yes. a very good friend of the podcast. So shout out to Tom, uh, a a friend, uh, not just a friend of the pod, but just a friend. And yeah, uh, if if you if you drop our our podcast name on a dating app, I feel like you deserve a, a trophy from us or something like <laughs> right, that. Right, that is that is beyond the pale as far as as acceptable, uh, uh, you know, nor, normal behavior. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I would not admit to somebody I was dating. <laughs> that I was hosting a toy podcast, uh, and it's it, my own podcast. Yeah. So if it, you're willing to, to take that step for us, uh, <laughs> right? Then well, yeah, yeah I, you you deserve a spot on the on the show. I don't even want to tell people that I'm a I'm a podcaster of any. <laughs> uh, I definitely if if I were still on dating sites, I would I would be uncomfortable with saying I was a toy collector. 
much less a uh, a subscriber to a toy collector's <laughs> podcast. Yep. But there you have it. Our our fans are, are the bravest people in the world, and dare I say it, our fans are braver than cops. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bold statement, but I'll agree with it. <laughs> um, only only bold in its timeliness, not bold in its sent, uh, sentiment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. And we just all oh, we lost we lost all our cop fans though. I I may have to cut that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, oddly enough, I've been having over the last uh, month or two somehow um, the followers on our podcast have not like grown exponentially or anything, but um, I have seen like a, a fairly decent uh, increase in followers on Twitter. So hopefully, maybe um, yeah, once we uh, post this episode, we'll get some. Uh, some additional listeners as well. So, yeah, God, I hope. And it, if you ever want like download and streaming numbers, hit me up and I'll let you know how it's looking. We we continue to get downloads and streams. Like it hasn't stopped. It's just it, they continue to trickle in, um, which is is always nice to see. Um, I have other podcasts I'm trying to get off the ground that uh, haven't done near the numbers <laughs> that that Shelf Life has done. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with Shelf Life being around the longest, uh, being the flagship uh, uh, of the network, <laughs> yeah. the, the OG. But uh, And of course, yeah. I also have a, a pod, another podcast I'd like to get off the ground, but uh, as discussed earlier, I am not nearly as productive in creative pursuits as no. Blake is, so uh, that is pretty much stalled. But I want to be on the record as saying, you should do it. And I will do anything I can to help you do it. Uh, also, that goes to Tom. I know Tom has a, a podcast idea brewing. Everyone should get their podcast out there is is what I'm saying. And, yeah. um, and also, it's, everyone should pay me to produce. <laughs> it's exactly like the uh, the guitar analogy. I feel like I'm going to start <laughs> that podcast like way late. And I could have had all this time to be doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to try and start it right as something else is occurring in my life that makes it nearly impossible. So, yeah, but there's no time like the present, and there's no there's no wrong time to start a podcast unless it's like the year 2022 when podcasts suddenly die out and and are no longer listened to. Right now, there uh, are some sort of like VR face to face experience where people just plug in their uh their brain to that tesla chip and then are able to uh interact with people directly over the internet yes and every every single one of them is just elon musk and jeff bezos uh brainwashing you <laughs> right right it, it's yeah. it's basically it's that machine from batman forever that the riddler does that that turns you into a zombie oh god that's such a good comparison yep thank you thank uh i recently watched that from yep. my other podcast. I I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, did okay. not did not like it. Have we ever talked about I'm sure we have to some extent how big of a fan I was of that movie when I was in middle school. We were all a fan of it in middle school. Yeah. But I had I had two posters of Jim Carrey as the Riddler on my wall in the in I, those tight green spandex. It's no wonder my parents thought I was gay growing up, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have thought you were gay too. That's funny. um 
but I had I had two posters of Jim Carrey, and I absolutely I think honestly it's what created. I have a a big affinity for the Riddler as my favorite kind of Batman uh, villain, and I think Jim Carrey in Batman Forever is what created that in my head. Anyway, Here's what, what's oh, crazy ahead. is I, I like I like the Riddler too. Uh, can't wait to see Paul Dano as the Riddler. Um, I think he's a good good villain, good character. I think Jim Ca- Jim Carrey is a good actor. Um, (laughs) but somehow it still didn't work. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and I was going to say all that to say is, yeah, the last time I revisited Batman forever, I was like, this movie is not good. (laughs) It's a a bit uh, yikes from me. Um, I know a lot of people out there like it. That's fine. That's just my take. Do you know what though? Last time I watched it, I, I was binge watching all the Burton and Schumacher movies like back to back. Yeah. And I noticed in Batman Returns, and again, I can't remember if I've ever said this before, but Christopher Walken's character, you know, the bad guy is trying to do some sort of weird, uh, like, energy, like he's trying to steal Gotham's energy or something like that. I can't remember what his whole thing is. But anyway, Um, he's talking about creating this entire, this Gotham that is so, uh, like, energy independent that he talks about the entire place, like lighting up like a Christmas tree or something like that. Like he's, he's talking about how much power and light Mm -hmm. and color will be in Gotham. And it's very, very interesting whether it was intentional or not, but it's very interesting that we went from that to the Joel Schumacher (laughs) ones, which were basically like exactly what he had described. So, yeah, that is an interesting theory. I personally think it has more to do with, Joel Schumacher's personal insanity <laughs> and his only his only reference for Batman is the uh notoriously technicolor 1966 TV show. Yeah. Um I'm still convinced he didn't know it was a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 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 a movie for that matter. Yeah. I think he only knew that the Adam West show existed and someone asked him to to direct and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I love that show." And then he did a did his version of that show and it was strange. Uh, that uh that theory is probably more plausible than uh than my theory. <laughs> is that but it was I, a, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting to think about. It's all Max Shrek's uh doing. Yeah. <laughs> it was his vision cuz even though I believe he dies, his son uh, Chip or whatever continues the family legacy. I've yeah. I've really worked this out in my head for oh, something yeah. that does not need to be worked out you've, at all. You've gone you've gone full QAnon into the the depths of the Batman theories. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, can we can we wrap it up and Oh, uh, please let's let's do before yeah. I start getting into any more film theories. Once we've talked about Batman forever for 15 minutes, we you know we've run out of toy material and we need <laughs> yep. to get off the yep. line. Especially when like a a 30 second moment of silence preceded that conversation. Like when it's just kind of like, what do we talk about now? Uh, Yeah. That I totally blacked out at that point. Um, (laughs) I I really think the only thing I have to plug and I'll go first since I have much less is the uh, Twitter account, which is uh, still at shelf life host um, on Twitter. It's a great follow, solid follow. You can follow my my personal Twitter. Uh, it doesn't have much love, but it's at esteemed author. I'm also at esteemed author on Instagram. Um, we are also shelf life is on Instagram. 
at Shelf Life Podcast. Uh, lots of fun toy visual content on there. Also, check out other podcasts on the Ox Network, which is a, uh, a, a really just a vanity label of podcasts that I do with my friends and wife. Uh, her podcast is about young adult novels. It's called Are You There Pod. Check that out. A lot of work goes into that, and, and it's funny and fun. And speaking about a lot of work and things that have um, kind of sucked my life force away in a good way recently, um, I started up a new podcast about music, about discographies of the great musical artists, and its title is More of That Presents Discographology. And I know that's that's really easy to type in, so I know you'll have no problem finding it on all, all the major podcasting platforms. But uh, yeah, discographology, that's the word discography, but with an ology. And I can say from personal experience that I searched and searched and searched for that podcast before I even realized that it was not more of that presents discography. Oh my God. And I was like, wait, this is a completely different word I'm supposed yeah. to be searching for. I'm quite proud of it. And it's very fun to do. It's a labor of love. We're still trying to find our audience to so check it out. And I think that's it. That's all I got. We, we, we should come back on the regular. Yep. And. We'll try to schedule that. We we have had talks of possibly using a calendar for this sort of thing. We're yeah. not sure, but yeah. it's it's in yeah. discussion. Folks, that's how fancy we're getting. A Google calendar. <laughs> Mark my words. No more five-month hiatus. Uh, and then watch me eat my words later. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> never again. Well, so, uh, yeah, as we always say, never again. Um <laughs> I forgot how we end this thing. Well, I believe we do it with the uh, classic uh, aqua quote. Ah, yes. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm.